Welcome to Magically Mindful, the podcast, a place where you can rediscover who you are, grow in confidence, and nurture your soul. I am your host, Tesla, and my intention is to help you expand your mind through sharing my raw and authentic journey with self-love, transformation, higher consciousness, and so much more. Thank you for being here. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful divine soul. Welcome back to Magically Mindful, the podcast. Or if you're new here, welcome. I am so, so happy that you are here. Today, I want to talk to you all about embracing change, the whole notion behind moving with the flow of life and moving away from resistance. When I was prepping my notes for this episode, I was really trying to reflect on has any has there been any change in my life from my past that did not serve my highest good and i really couldn't think of anything however that is from the place or the shoes that i now stand in thinking back to the version of myself who went through certain things at that time and place absolutely i can think about times when i felt like the world was ending Ultimately, where I'm at today, and I hope that I can inspire you to see this from a new perspective, or if you resonate with this and you already are at that place, I think it's so amazing to look at change as opportunity. Use the word change as a synonym for opportunity because it's You know, that saying, when one door closes, another opens, I truly believe that that is fact because the universe is always conspiring in our favor. Maybe there are times in life when we feel like the world is out to get us. However, if you can reframe those moments into seeing, okay, I missed the bus or I was late to something. Well, maybe the universe was protecting you from getting in a car accident, counts clear delete. I remember hearing a story from this woman who is highly intuitive. I think she is sort of like a medium as well. And she had to walk home from the bus, like would do that all the time from, you know, getting back home from work. And she would always walk down the same street, but for whatever reason, there was one day where her body just pulled her to take a different way home. And then she later found out that that time and place, had she had gone down her regular route, there was a stabbing that had happened there. But her intuition led her into the other way. And I, you know, I can also see that our bodies hold so much wisdom, but then we also like I had said, have the universe conspiring in our favor. And in turn, you know, we have such a beautiful divine team to help protect us as well, which I definitely will dive into more a little bit later. There's typically always two sides to a coin. And I can see that on one hand or one side of the coin, There are many people who fear the unknown, but on the other side, on the flip to that, ask yourself if you are someone that fears the unknown, what would happen if you let it excite you? What would happen? I think that the beauty of life is the adventures of the unknown. And we can really tap into this by being present. The future 
is not promised. The future is out of your control. It is out of my control. It is out of everyone's control. I know that I've talked with people who really get caught up in the future and worry about scenarios and and things of this nature but then I just feel like not to disrespect anyone because I just the way that I am I don't fall into that category so you know easier said than done because I I'm not a highly anxious person I just feel that it's wasted energy when we are living outside of the present moment and it is not always easy to be present. It's something that I've really been trying to work on as of late, like really being mindful of each present moment. But to bring it back, I'm just so fired up by thinking like, why would the unknown not excite you? And I used to go to concerts all of the time prior to 2020 and it just makes me think if you were buying tickets to a concert but you knew exactly what was going to happen, you knew every song that the artist was going to perform, you knew what the stage set looked like, everything, like you knew all the details going in. So you're buying this ticket but you already know everything that's going to happen would that not make you not want to go to the concert and i mentioned this on the last episode that the weekend is my favorite artist and i've seen him live five times however out of those five times it was only three tours so the first time i saw him live king of the fall tour the next time i saw him was for beauty behind the madness but i went two nights in a row And then for his Starboy tour, I went for two shows within that tour. So when I did that the first time going to his show back-to-back nights, it was unique because, well, firstly, why I did this is because he is, his voice is so absolutely incredible live. So I fully felt like I need more but for beauty behind the madness the first night that i went i was actually there with my ex and we were on the floor and we were kind of further back though so the view wasn't that great and i also had to fully like basically hold back how i had to reel back my true excitement of what was happening because my ex did not accept me for who i was so i you know i didn't feel comfortable expressing how I the how excited I actually was so I remember going to school the next day and I went on and saw that there was a really good ticket available that allowed me to end up seeing the stage better so that enticed me to go and because loved seeing him live and fortunately he ended up bringing out like Ed Sheeran and so it was a bit different from the night before but my experience was completely different because I went by myself and I was able just to fully be myself. However, the sec the like the next tour where I went sort of back to back, I saw him in Edmonton and then I drove to Vancouver to go again. The show in Edmonton was awesome because I was on the floor again and I was with a bunch of my friends 
and that was great and then later that night I'm roaring off adrenaline completely sober but just off of like high off of my love for Abel as soon as I got back to my friend's place from the concert I was like if he didn't play in Vancouver yet I'm going and so I did However, I went with my cousin and our seats were not together, but we had hoped that we could make it work. We didn't because the seats beside me were full and I was super high up. And I just remember I didn't really have a good time because it was the exact same replica of what I had seen nights before, now being in Vancouver, but what I had seen in Edmonton despite how much I love to hear him perform, it dawned on me that maybe that wasn't the best decision. I definitely don't regret it. I mean, being able to have gone to Vancouver and do a little trip out of that was awesome. All of that to say, if we were to know everything that was going to play out in our life and there were no unknowns, it would be really fucking boring. I fully understand and agree and have been there when there are times that change can be scary, but wouldn't it just be better to challenge that fear-based mentality and flip it? You can ask yourself, well, how is this a problem for me? And keep asking yourself that until you get to the root to what's really there. Because I think at first glance or at a surface level, we can just think it's it's very short as to why a change can be a negative thing. We just think, well, I don't want to change, but why, you know, get deeper. What is really lying beneath that? Because you might be really surprised to see what you're going to find, discover, learn about yourself, it might be completely unrelated to the change that's actually at hand and then you can get to the root of that and ultimately release it. I'm actually learning about neural energetic encoding right now in Yes Supply and I'm so excited to offer this service within my coaching offer that is soon to come. Because within this technique, we can actually work together to discover the root cause behind different gestalts. So a gestalt is a collection of memories and events that are stored collectively within one characteristic. So there could be, you know, one for anger, one for sadness, jealousy, fear, and essentially it's you know, like I had said, a collect a collection of things. So anger, there would have had to have been multiple different, you know, situations where anger arose, but then they just, if you don't release them right then and there in that moment, you're essentially creating like a library, a collection of all these things that build upon to what then creates anger or what creates sadness. And again, if we don't release it over time, you may end up exploding because enough is enough, or you end up taking it on as a characteristic about yourself. When I learned this, I was like, oh my God, I used to think that, I used to truly believe that I was just an angry person, but it was because I didn't know how to release the emotion in a way that served me when we 
use the technique of neural energetic encoding, I can help you see what your timeline looks like, which in turn is your personal unique encoding. Everyone is different. There's no two that could be alike because it's so unique to yourself and the way that your mind works. But when we can go back and work with the subconscious mind to see, okay, when was the first time that fear of change came up? Going back to that first moment, but being disassociated from it, not reassociating, not potentially re-traumatizing, we can then release it and everything else falls away. Within Yes Supply, they used the example of a string of pearls. If you pull the first pearl off, the rest will fall. And that's what this technique does, which is so powerful because memories and emotional events can be passed down to us from 14 generations prior, like within our DNA, which is absolutely crazy. It's quite fascinating because when we bring it back to this idea of change, well, who knows? If you are someone that really fears change, do you know where that is coming from? Is this something that transpired when you were a child or did it happen when you were in the womb or even prior to the womb? Is it something within your lineage that change was a really negative thing at that time? But it doesn't have to be that way now within, within your life and your presence and your, your reality. I love the idea and the practice of being in flow. Doesn't it just feel so divine when you are in flow? If you are working on something, creating something, you may even just be cleaning your house, whatever it may be, those moments when the time absolutely just flies by, you literally have no idea where did those three hours go. I thought it was five minutes. That actually happens a lot with my partner and I when we get into conversations because we are in that flow of conversation and it feels like everything else has stopped because we're being so present with one another. And in those other things that I mentioned, being so present within your craft or within whatever you may be doing that allows or is when you are in flow. Flow is very much within the divine feminine and divine masculine is more a it's a bit more forceful or maybe a lot more forceful because the masculine is very much about getting things done. And just a reminder, we all have the divine feminine and masculine within us. However, some people may be imbalanced. They may be too much into their masculine or too much into their feminine and vice versa. I, it's kind of funny because I think, well, I feel like I'm at a place, thank God now, where I actually do have a nice delicate balance of the masculine and feminine, but I, I totally lean into the feminine more because I think an old way of being, the way that I was, I did feel very much 
like go 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 and now I appreciate slowness and stillness and these things so much more I don't subscribe to hustle culture and I don't frown upon it but it's just not what works for me and if it works for you that's amazing but I think it's important to find what works best for you reason why I'm bringing this up is because the the flip to flow is force. When change is on the horizon, if we try to force the outcome, I believe that we're working against the universe because if the universe is always conspiring in our favor, but we try to insert ourselves to force our most desirable outcome, I feel that there's gonna be a higher chance that it's gonna not end up working out in that way. This also ties into trusting and surrendering. So when we loosen our grip, when we can find patience, stillness, calmness in the unknown, you are then trusting and surrendering in the universe, in your divine plan. I have an affirmation every day that says, I trust and surrender to my divine plan. Just watch all the magic that will then ensue. I can reflect on a time, so I'm from Edmonton and I worked at the West Edmonton Mall's World Water Park for three years. I got fired on my three-year anniversary for something really silly, sort of, I guess, I don't know. They use it as an example over the years now. I'm an example so that other people don't get fired for talking on the work phone. However, I'm touching on this because in that time, I must have been maybe 17 or 18. And I was, yeah, obviously completely unaware little human being. That felt like the end of the world to me because uh, that was my source, I mean, of income, but also of my friendships. I think about those years in my life and that was really when I had the biggest circle of friends. And my mindset at that time was, quantity over quality. One of my friends was on very good terms with the higher up managers, these two women. I remember, I think I spoke to one or both of them, essentially begging for my job back. And my friend who was on good terms with them, I'm pretty sure he tried to put in a good word for me as well, because I was holding on so tight to continuing that job because I didn't want to lose all my friends. I didn't want to lose, I suppose, now that I think about it, the time that I put into, because you, you, <laughs> you, there's different sort of levels within the water park. My trying to force the outcome, well, it didn't work in my favor. I did not get my job back. But sitting where I am today or even within the next year actually, I then moved to Toronto for school because I had gotten fired October of 2014. So yeah, it was right after I graduated high school, shortly after. And then when I moved to Toronto for the first time, that happened in August of 2015. And I did have a couple jobs leading up to then my moving. I think I actually had four different jobs after the water park. It didn't take me long to recognize that if I was still working at the water park and then I had that opportunity come to be that I could move for school, I actually don't, it, it wouldn't have been such an easy decision because I was so attached to my friends and to how comfortable 
It was, it was so, oh, so within my comfort zone to continue working at the water park. It's just quite fascinating because if I wouldn't have gotten fired, how different would my life be? Because there are people that I know who have, like we may have started at the same time or around the same time, who are still working there, like 10 plus years now. And there's nothing wrong with that, but that just is not the trajectory of my life. And so I can now see that what felt like my demise was my greatest blessing, my most propelling opportunity because so much evolved and transpired life after the water park for me and my own personal experience. Something that I find interesting within humans myself included, we get very caught up in if we say something, we can't go back on it. I know I used to be that way. Feeling like the words that I spoke or the decisions that I made were final. But that is so not the case because life, aside from who you are, is impermanent. Everything in life is impermanent. Nothing in life is permanent. There's so much beauty in that. Because again, we could let our minds go to one side of the spectrum where, oh my God, nothing's permanent. Why am I putting in so much time into something if there is you know, a huge op- chance that it's not going to stay the same, blah, blah, blah. But no, I, we wanna stay on the other side of the spectrum that this is amazing that nothing stays the same because if we're in a shitty circumstance, we know that it's not going to stay that way. Moving with the flow of life means that we have choice. We have the power, the ability to change our minds whenever we freaking want to. There is no rule book with the like with life, sometimes we may become confused about a situation and maybe we make decisions on impulse and all of these things can happen, but we can know that, okay, in that moment, I was doing what I could with the information I had, but now, even if it's just a day later, I have different information And I change my mind about that. There's not like, please take this as your permission, as your sign. Changing your mind is a powerful, great, amazing thing that you can do. I have been in situations where I thought I was acting intuitively, but then within 24 hours, I realized, oh, that wasn't my intuition. That was an impulse. And I was acting out of ego, not out of my not out of love essentially i was feeling a certain way about a friendship that i had and things had built up over time that i never expressed to that person so then finally something had happened where i felt like that was the straw that broke the camel's back and then i let them know this friendship's not in alignment for me sorry that i didn't speak up on this earlier but this is how you're making me feel so i'm not gonna do this anymore i thought yep i'm being intuitive i'm because again i have also been in situation where i've denied my intuition for a long time so now being on the other side of that i'm i feel like okay i need to act on things as soon as possible because i don't want to be 
in limbo or lingering or become stagnant. However, this situation with the friend made me realize I wasn't coming from a place of love. That decision, my words, that was my ego trying to protect me from getting hurt, which I already was hurt, but I didn't want to continue to get hurt. And then I, you know, sent this person another message to explain where I was at. And then, you know, the friendship, it still ended up coming to an end which that can happen too, but I'm at peace with it because I was able to speak my truth. You know, I did really feel one way one day and then the next day I found myself reflecting on, okay, that wasn't actually a true representation of my real feelings. So I need to speak that truth and regardless of what the outcome is going to be. And that's all we can really do again is work with the information that we have in each moment don't beat yourself up for decisions that you've made in the past that maybe you're not proud of rather than beating yourself up for it see and give yourself that compassion that wow okay i did this because i was actually really sad because i was really hurt or angry and i did what i felt was right for myself in that moment in hindsight now i can see that maybe that wasn't the best way to go about it however now i know how i can move differently moving forward and that's a beautiful thing circling back to the action of trusting or perhaps in action of trusting and surrendering to your divine plan i find this to be an effortless thing because i feel so supported by my divine team. We are not alone. You are not alone, okay? Because all of us, we all have a divine team that is looking out for us, that is always here to guide, to support, to love, to protect us and help serve our highest good and the highest good of humanity. However, we have free will. So your divine team will not intervene unless you give them permission to. So when there's things that I feel unsure about, I call upon my divine team, which for me personally is made up of spirit guides, of archangels, of guardian angels, of white and blue lights, and the council of light. Now, White and blue lights was something that was brought to my attention when I had an Akashic Record reading and the reader told me about who I have within my team essentially because at that moment in time I believe she told me that I had four spirit guides because it it can change at different points within your life. She also mentioned the number of white and blue lights I had and then in a different reading with a different type of practitioner she gave me some more clarity. So, okay, so the first reader had said that essentially white and blue lights are just these ethereal energies, cosmic energies that are here to help me. Whereas when I had another practitioner clarify, she had said, your white lights are kind of there at the snap of your finger to call upon them to help you navigate through things. Whereas the blue lights are more tied to my inner child so then so typically 
If I need direct support on something, for instance, I used to DoorDash and I started working with my divine team to help bring me these higher paying orders. Because I mean, for one, the neighborhood that I was working in was a wealthier neighborhood. So that was helpful. But also I did notice such a shift from say year one of me doing it versus year two when I then incorporated calling upon my team. So I'll explain that, but white lights and then the council of light. So the council of light was something that I discovered from an Oracle deck that I have. It's by Doreen Virtue. And it was the first deck that I ever got. My Jima had given it to me for a Christmas present. I told her what I wanted, but I didn't say a deck in specifically. So it was just really beautiful. The one that she ended up picking for me, but it's very much about archangels and so this council of light card is basically from all types of religion you know sort of the the head if you will of different religions like the buddha or god or i can't think of anyone else right now but just all of those sort of masters that you can call upon them as a whole and they will step in to help you so with door dashing i would say my white lights in the council of like can you please bring me a double digit order a house delivery so that i can be in and out and let it be you know a shorter distance so that i can stay close to the hot spots and it really did mat wonders for me that's an example of when i've utilized that but in times of uncertainty and feeling like I had no control and accepting it, I will call upon my divine team to ask for guidance, love, support, protection. It's quite interesting because I don't even notice it in the moment, but if I reflect on it, I can see that by doing that, I it does instantly bring me a sense of peace and really, I, if I'm worrying about something, as soon as I ask for that help, it's sort of kind of out of sight, out of mind because trust and surrender. I do trust in my divine plan. I know that everything is going to work out one way or another. And I accept, I surrender that I don't know all the details from between, you know, A and Z, but I, I have this true knowing and confidence that all those details in between are going to, you know, manifest and be divinely orchestrated in my highest intent. So I hope that sharing that can help inspire you to feel that support and again, remind you that you're not alone. We are supported. It's This is why I love astrology so much because everything that's going on in the world, I actually learned this recently that, you know, way back in the day that eclipses astrologers used to could see like gosh I don't know in the 1900s that when things would happen within like monarchies or dealing with the royal family things of this nature like specific things would then 
happen around eclipses and like the energies that would bring and we just had an eclipse on may 5th and mercury retrograde is actually ending tomorrow on the 17th so essentially when planets are doing specific things we do get affected by those in our life and some people are very sensitive to those energies i know that over the weekend following the eclipse, because it had happened on a Friday, I Friday night slept for 12 hours. And clearly, you know, I was working through something and that's why my body needed that extra rest. And I don't know exactly what was happening, but I, that's, that's what I believe to be true. I also, so there is an astrologer, her name's Sarah, but on Instagram, she goes by, she sees the stars or she sees stars. I will link it in the show notes, her account. She was interviewed for Mindspo's podcast. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I will definitely link that episode in the show notes because it was very insightful. So if you want to learn more about astrology, this is such a good starting point. And she explained that during 2020, I believe it was Saturn and Pluto. They were, I see, I can't remember exactly what it was, if they were in retrograde or something of this nature, but listen to the episode and you'll know for sure. And whatever it was that was going on, that was the first time that it had happened in decades or, you know, in a really, really long time. And those planets coming together is actually not a favorable thing. So astrologers even knew prior to what ended up, you know, becoming the pandemic, astrologers knew some shit was about to go down. They didn't know exactly the details of what, but just looking at the planets, they knew something was going to happen. And so it's so fascinating too, with us being in the age of Aquarius, which is very much about a new age, like a new way of being and all of these things. So I just, again, feel so at peace because I don't know it's it's interesting because we're all so different but I I find that there's peace knowing that my perhaps inconveniences in life are not to fret over because there's so much going on out of outside of our control you know what's going on in the depths of the oceans we don't know we don't know what's happening Of course, there's a lot of data around, you know, what's going on in space, but there's so much that we're never going to be able to comprehend. The whole idea of light years, I just can't even go there because my brain can't compute that, you know, it's so vast, the idea of galaxies, all these things. So for me, I just feel like, yeah. Well, frick, I know everything's just going to work out because it is. The way our solar system works, if that's always working out each and every day, then I know that everything within my mundane life, my 3D experience is also going to be just fine. And it's not to say that everything is a walk in the park or that hard times won't happen. It's all about reframing. And if this is something that you struggle with, feel free to send me a message because I am fortunately actually learning the science behind this and how all of that is. And, you know, within a month we'll be certified. So I would be so happy to, you know, help you on your journey with these things. Because of course, again, the flip side to what I'm saying, you might be listening and you might be like, 
what the hell space in the depths of the ocean scares me because I don't know what it is. The unknown's scary, but I just really hope that this episode and my personal, you know, experiences and insights can help you leave feeling inspired, empowered, knowing that, okay, I'm just going to do the best that I can. And if I put in the work and I show up for myself in a way that's conducive to my evolution, to my growth, to my dreams, I know that the universe is then going to figure out the rest. It's like the example that I used with working for DMD. I was very specific on, you know, what I wanted within my internship, but I didn't know where that was going to come from. If I was so dead set on, say, I needed to work at Universal, well, then I would have never ended up finding this really amazing small company that is so unique to its kind because I was trying to force something that, you know, wasn't promised. Now, if you do find yourself to be a highly anxious person, I would love to recommend this beautiful meditation that is available on YouTube. If you search Mindspo Meditation Ocean, it will come up and it's also in the show notes for you. It is a meditation for anxiety and helping you find flow. It utilizes the sound of the ocean with this mantra, I let things go, I let things flow, which oh, it's so good. It's so nice and relaxing. So if you're feeling like you're losing control, that you're out of control, and you just need to ground, come back to earth, this is the perfect meditation for that. Also, emotional freedom technique, which is the tapping on your pressure points, that is such a beautiful technique to utilize if you want to release anxiety and maybe tap in confidence, things of that nature. I've been, I, I recently learned it in Yes Supply. I've been using it a lot to help me feel energized if I'm feeling low energy. I will create one to help with embracing change. So by the time this episode comes out, that'll be available on my Instagram so you can tap a long and if there's anything else that you would be interested in tapping on so if you want to boost your confidence or your money mindset abundance or you want to release anger sadness fear let me know and I would be happy to create more videos and I will regardless but if you want to let me know in specific what you need support with that is even better. So again, I really hope that this episode has you feeling empowered and excited by the unknown. And maybe if you're not fully there yet, if you are just able to, you know, peek through the door crack of it and step away from that side of the spectrum, that makes me super happy because you got this. Life is a collection of beautiful adventures and opportunities and and moments. So the more that we can be present with it, the more that we can embrace it, 
the more beauty that we will experience. I would so appreciate if you took the time to rate and review this beautiful podcast that is Magically Mindful, the podcast on your streaming service so that it can help to expand the growth of this podcast and the community so that it can reach more people. So thank you, thank you, thank you in advance. If this episode expanded your mind in any way, please share it with someone you love and tag me in your shares at magically.mindful on Instagram. If you have any feedback, whether it is something that resonated with you from this episode, something you learned, or even something you want to know more about on a future episode, please send me a DM or email me tesla at magicallymindful.ca. I am beyond grateful to you for taking the time to listen, and I am sending you so much love.